We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Jack Ramsey's live show. Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. It's Thursday. It's a live show in between two games. Obviously, dropping the game to the Heat last night. Have the Cleveland Cavaliers coming up. Unfortunately, I tried to get Justin Rowland for tomorrow's game, but he is uh, currently out with health and safety protocols as well. <laughs> so, but his is different. He, he got he he got the booster. So, oh okay. Uh, he, he's just getting his butt kicked. Yeah. So. I told him to keep his ass home. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you. If you're watching here live uh, on YouTube or if you're watching the replay, thank you. Either way, we appreciate you. Help us grow the channel. We're almost at 2,300. Where I think we're like too short right now. Uh, on our way to 3,000. So that's that's the, that's the next big, big goal. Uh, we have a lot to talk about, not just the game last night, but tomorrow's game, but also a bunch of other news around. Uh, just some general ideas, and we'll, we'll answer a bunch of your guys' questions. This one's, this, 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 like, it's all for, for you guys, but this one is definitely a, um, this is one that's for you guys. This is for, for more of us to interact with you guys and take your questions kind of as we go. Um, much less formal uh, when, we were, when we're doing the, the pre- and post-game show even though it doesn't really seem real scripted, there is a general idea <laughs> going into those. With these, it's a little bit more wide open. So that's kind of the idea uh, behind these is just to kind of come, come in, hang out, shoot, shoot the shit, to be honest, and uh, see where you guys are at and see what you guys um, want to talk about, what questions you want to get answered, and just kind of go through kind of the standings of, of where the team is and what's going on and everything else so without further ado brandon how you doing buddy i'm doing fantastic you like that i uh you know intro i love the two minute intro big fan of it it Mm -hmm. sets the table it's the table setters we like to call it in the biz Mm -hmm. um you know i'm kind of all over the place with this team uh it's it's interesting (laughs) it's an interesting time right it's it's a it's a very bad team that um is watching a young player get an opportunity and running with it right now and they just had some news that they announced that was pretty shocking. I think to people like you and I who uh, yes. deal on the media side. And then you've got the trade stuff up in the air. And it's just, uh, I, I don't know how to feel about all of it. 
I know I feel. I've got a very frustrated puppy because mom's not here. So give me one second. I got to give her a, a treat so she will um, leave us alone for five minutes. <laughs> this is the scripted part of the live show that we talk about. It's we we plan for Danny's dog to come up to him, beg him for food, and then uh, he'll take a break. No, um, it's you look you look at right now what's going on with this team, and I think everybody's kind of playing the same game. At least I, this is the game I'm playing. When are they making a trade? Who's getting traded? When's it going to happen? And I, I think we're just kind of stuck. We're stuck in this limbo where every day we wake up and we're waiting for Woj or Shams to, or Haynes to tweet out some trade involving the Portland Trailblazers to make us think like they have some life in them. But, you know, they, they're holding steadfast to something. Whether that happens tomorrow, tonight, in a week, they currently have an idea of what they're doing, or at least I like to think they do. Um, and if they don't, well, that's a much more concerning situation. So grand scheme teams aren't making moves yet. Uh, Bryce Pitt, why has there been no movement on anything? <clears throat> There's been two real trades basically since December 15th and, uh, the jazz made one and the Lakers made one. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say the Cavs kind of made one. Um, you will see moves in the next 10 days. It's going to happen. Um, particularly, I believe, with Portland. I would, I would say within the next 10, to, 10 days to two weeks, you will see a move with Portland. Well, we assume it's not the biggest chip. No. I, I would be willing to bet a large amount of money at Robert Covington. Okay. So, like, when does the big chip get moved? I don't know if the big chip gets moved to the offseason. Wow. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's the best bet. So here's the thing. If the right offer comes along, then yes. But if they do the tank, what does CJ McCollum plus that pick get you? Well, do you think that they're overvaluing CJ's value? Yes. Okay. Because they want to get a second best player in return. That's just not going to happen. You're, you're, not, you're not making that move with CJ McCollum. You're making that with... No two or three different type of moves to set yourself up in that position. That's just, I don't know. That's pretty foolish. I think to assume you're going to have that happen unless Boston just somehow is desperate and they say, all right, enough is enough. We're trading Marcus. We need a guard. Even then I I don't Marcus smart. Isn't your second best player. Oh no. I meant, I meant more in the um, making CJ come to Boston would make sense. And we're done with the Tatum Brown thing, but okay. There's but no yeah, indication then, like, they want to do that. And even then, it just gotta be it's gotta be real. Um, Method Man, which I, I wish that was actually Method Man, that'd be kind of dope. No offense to you, just you know, be kind of cool to have uh Wu Tang in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> but is it gonna be an exciting move? No. It's probably not. not. Uh it's gonna be a probably lateral move with some upside that saves Portland some money. Yes. The tax is important. They got what was it two point eight million they need to get under? Yeah, I think it's two point eight, two point nine. They got to just. Bruce Davis Which says doesn't, it doesn't oh, make people feel good to hear that either. No, you know, it's like priority is the tax, huh? Cool, cool. It's it's part of the business side of the stupidity. Um, mm-hmm. Bruce Davis says I love Blazers, but a Blazers tank don't like it. I've stopped watching this team. That's going to be a feeling. I think it's going to be popular out there, but I think one other one that's going to be really popular is the flip side of that, which is tanking. 
Um, I'm going to give uh, Richmond his credit for this one because I, he, he coined this perfectly. You either sell championships or you sell hope. This franchise is shit out of luck on selling championships right now. Neil, the, Neil, the used car salesman, did that shit for six years. Yep. Yes, he did. The net rating with Al Farouk Aminu with a four and Zach Collins projecting to be mm-hmm. LaMarcus Aldridge, Rasheed Wallace, and Kevin McHale. Uh, the deepest team, Damian Lillard's at. Just take all that shit, shoot it into the sun. <laughs> just, just gone. Just absolutely well, gone. But I think, Danny, if, you, if you're shit out of luck on the championship sell part, but you can uh, sell I, a lot of hope right now. Well, that's can you? Yes, you can. Okay, I want you, you, you to have do this. To, you have to do the hard pivot. Well, do it for me then, because like I, I look at this team and we know they're nowhere near a championship, so that's gone, right? So now mm-hmm. you're trying to sell me hope. Tell me as a fan, after watching Dame deal with whatever Dame was dealing with off the court last year, and and I know he's reaffirmed everything, but like sell me what the hope is for the the team the next year and a half. The the hope that you sell right now is the same way. In a microcosm, how the Warriors did it, without with less less proof of concept. Well, they won. They, I mean, they again less proof of concept. Five championships. It's... Okay, they managed to sell this crap for six years. Of, we had a team dinner. We're a title contending team. You remember that? Oh, I remember you, that. You, yeah. you remember that? I, I, I at the steakhouse, and I we all talked to, about it. I wanted to burn that article to the ground. Yeah, because the fact that they were doing that was just ludicrous, and people yeah. push back and I'm, oh, they'll, they, they've got it, they've, they've figured it out, they'll get this, da, 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 da. and I was just sitting there going, wait, wait, what, 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 I, I don't, I don't understand how you could possibly think that. Now, remember Brandon Roy, rookie of the year. Ah, oh, I always remember Brandon Roy. Remember Lamarcus Aldridge. Remember even I, Greg Oden? Uh, yeah, I do. Remember the hope. That was a lot of hope. And then Greg Oden busted his knee without again, a contact, and we went, oh, shit, it's over. Again, hope. If you are a no-doubt top-five pick lottery contender, the hope is very easy to see at the end of the tunnel. The hope is that even if that player doesn't hit year one, Year two, year three, year four, because it is a no doubt, no BS top pick. And if those guys hit, you have a chance to get back into it, even if they miss with Damian Lillard. It is the put toes in both sides of the water right now and the next generation. And you can sell that. So the one thing I've been thinking about the last couple of days with the tank situation, because it's clearly on. It's on. Like, um, like, don't get it twisted. <clears throat> the decision is being made for Damian Lillard right now. Yeah, and like at some point he will announce that he's going to do surgery, and then it's like a hundred percent genuinely on, even though we kind of know what it already is. But the one thing I was thinking about, and we've mentioned this before, is the combining assets. And if 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 they end up with a top five pick, let's just say it's five, because right now Which they're about that, seven. That gets a little dicier. Sure. I'll be honest. That gets a little dicier. Oh, in what way? As far as the 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 level of player and the player that fits. That's because that's what I was going to ask. You Where get are... past those three bigs, okay. and you start getting into guards. You yep. get in. You get. And you into... don't want that. I don't think you want that. I mean, we just no. did it, right? Like I'm seeing already people kind of suggesting that maybe they pivot to Ant and they sign Ant, and maybe they will <clears> sign <throat> Ant. 
If but they like, don't deal Ant, Ant is getting $20 million in... 100%, and he'll deserve it. But but I'll tell you my perspective from the fan thought. It's just me watching the team for seven, eight years and seeing what this has become. You're not you're not selling any hope to me by just subbing out CJ for Ant. I'm not going, oh my God, this team's... Not even a little bit? Step. No, no. Interesting. I, I've seen the two-guard thing play with Dame. It doesn't work. I know Ant's different than CJ. He's not so far on the level of scoring on a consistent basis as CJ. And right now he's playing ball dominant. He's not going to be able to do that with Dame. I just, that's not selling a lot of hope for me. Okay. If that's the pivot, it's let's trade CJ, get some other little pieces. And we're going to sell you Ant and Dame. Like you're just selling me a different version of it. And I I've seen how that plays out. I think you can sell the general fan base on young guys on Ant and us. I don't disagree with you. I just, if that's the move, like we're coming back next year saying it's Dame and it's Ant in the lineup. Like, I don't think it's going to be it, though. That's the difference. I think so you make that's going to be man. I, I think that's part of the equation. Mm. Well, if it's part of it, then cool. But I just, I've seen people suggest like this is making CJ expendable. And maybe they don't mean it the way I'm reading it. It's just that's not something that sells a lot of hope to me. I think to the diehards, this is going to be difficult. I think to your average fan, it's a, oh, okay. Like, I'm not really paying attention anyway, so let's see what the young guys can do. This is fun. Like, we've already had more fun in the last four days than we had for probably six weeks. Let's be honest. Yes, no doubt. Like, the the Memphis game was a fun win, you know, in the middle of hell. But the last two games have been genuinely fun. That's been missing. And I think you can sell fun. I think you can sell hope. I think you can package that up. And just alone against the shit show of Neil Olshay of the past six months, that contrast alone should probably be enough to buy you some time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where it gets a little weird. Uh, James Barker asked any updates on Larry. So Larry tweaked his knee. Um, there has no, no press released, just the injury report. I will tell you guys exactly word for word what it says. Uh, Zeller, health and safety is questionable. Damian Lillard, abdominal tendinopathy, injury management. CJ McCollum and Larry Nance Jr., right knee inflammation are out. We have not gotten anything about uh, Larry Nance Jr.'s undergoing further imaging, x-rays or MRIs or otherwise. It is just <sighs> typical trailblazer bullshit. <laughs> If I'm being totally honest, I get so sick and tired of how they handle uh, injuries. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping that with the integration of gambling being more and more prevalent, the disclosure of what is actually going on would be better. I wish it was. Yeah, I wish it was. It's not. So Uh, Taylor Sims says, did you hear Jake Fisher talk about three most wanted players that they died? He said it was Grant Covington and Nurk. Thoughts? Haven't seen that. Haven't heard it. I know Covington's name is very active in trades. I've heard more than a handful of guys. Um, I will tell you this. Here are the names that I have heard coming back to Portland or thoughts of coming back to Portland. Um, Excuse you. Get out of my mail. Uh, Marvin Bagley, Baby Sabonis, Jonathan Isaac, Terrence Ross, Marcus Smart, Robert Williams slash Time Lord. I'm trying to think who else am I forgetting? somebody else in there that I heard today. 
I'll think of it. But those would, are the would Sabonis be a Cov trade? I, I think that it would be a combination of uh, CJ and one of the young guys. Yeah. But, what young guy do you part with? I don't know. I don't know. But, again, the, the, these are the names that I have heard. Um, I, I think that's fair, though. Like, if you're telling me, like, the top-end value of what you're getting, I know you'd be shipping more assets than you'd be receiving, but yeah, Baby Sabas is about as good a player I think you're going to get for CJ. Top-end talent, Jonathan Isaac, Gordon Hayward, Baby Sabas. Those are the guys that you're looking at. Yeah. Guys that are good, very good players, but they have like inherent risks or flaws or not quite like perfect players. They're not true number twos, but also maybe they fit really well. So who knows how that changes it? Like Jonathan Isaac, the reason he would be on this list is because his injury history. Yeah. Talent wise, he's six foot 10 and a no bullshit defensive player of the year. Candidate. A great defensive player. He can create his own shot. He's a very good mid range shooter at six ten. He would give Portland something they have never had at that position. They have not filled backfield Lamarcus's position since 2015. So it would, it would definitely be different. Um, but again, the reason he would be available is because of his injury history, but you're not getting Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam, Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum. That just appears no. to be it's not it's not in the cards. Um let me uh let me go back and sort here real quick by my my little chart. So I wanted to pull this up. I just wanted to go through just forwards in the NBA. Zach Levine, if you want, or not even four, just wings. Zach Levine, not available. Jason Tatum, not available. Luka Doncic, not available. Paul George, not available. Jalen Brown, mm, maybe mm. available. Would take a lot, I think, of creativity to get him. Jimmy Butler, not available. Not available. Brandon Ingram, mm. probably available. Yeah. Pascal's Zion Williamson, <laughs> already here. Already in Portland, baby. Uh, Pascal Siakam, available for the right price. Jeremy Grant, available. Julius Randle, maybe available for the right price. Miles Bridges, not available. Dylan Brooks, possibly available. OG Ananobi, not available. Andrew Wiggins, not available. Chris Middleton, not available. Tobias Harris, available. So I just basically went to like 20 players. And there's, there's not a single one in there you're trading CJ McCollum straight up for. Gordon Hayward? But that's got to be in a three-team deal because they got a ton of guards in Charlotte. Chris, yeah, you 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 have to give up multiple assets. None of those players are getting you. Like CJ's not getting you one of those players. It'll get you. It'll get you Hayward. You three, think CJ's straight up to Charlotte? Not not to Charlotte. It's a three-team deal because Charlotte's just got too many guards. But if you route a big there, yeah, I can see that happening. Christian Wood, very much gettable. Kelly Oubre Jr., very much gettable. Harrison Barnes, very much gettable. Jaron Jackson Jr. I don't Probably think Probably so. not available. Not yet. But it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the next two years. His teammate, Brandon Clark, available. I like Clark. I think he's a good role guy. Mm-hmm. Um, could be available. Miles Turner, absolutely available. We're kind of dealing with forward slash bigs here. Um, Wendell Carter Jr., playing really well for Orlando. I don't know if they, they, they were talking about maybe moving off him, maybe not. They don't really know. Depends on what draft pick they get. 
Mikhail Bridges, not available. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, I don't even think like a Max Struess is available, who we just watched play for Miami. Like, it's just you start getting into like the Joe Harris, Kevin Herter, uh, Devin Vassell, PJ Washington, DeAndre Hunter. Like, you either get super young guys or guys with warts. Or not perfect fits, or it's just like. Then you start looking at it like, Jesus Christ, what can they get for CJ McCollum? And you're not getting a second best player for him straight up. Well, but see, I heard Quick say this too. It's like, because he basically threw out the idea. I, not, 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 I think reporting, I think it's more of just an opinion. You run down everything. Do they just bring CJ back? And, you know, which they can't. They cannot do that. Like that, that cannot, you want to sell hope. You ain't selling shit with yeah. that. But like he says, they also value him so much that they're not going to just give him away for quarters on the dollar. I, I'm just, I'm not there, man. Like I, I don't, I don't get the thinking with that. I'm not telling you to go take pennies on the dollar, but you should be opening this up. And if it means you get a couple non number twos back for CJ, a team that's desperate, a team that says, oh, we could pay CJ this. It's just a couple more years. I think you got to do it. You got to stop acting like there's this inherent value with him that's going to suddenly go up when you need to make the move. Like, make the move and be done with it. Yeah, I mean, they've needed to tear this Band-Aid off for quite some time. Uh, James Barker asks, what about Kevin Love? Is he too washed? Hilariously, he's playing some of the best basketball of the last like probably five years of his career. He's bought um, all in with this Cavs run. Uh, he's what fifteen and eight on twenty two minutes a night right now. Yeah. He's basically what they wanted Carmelo Anthony to be without having to deal with all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but he also costs thirty five million off mm-hmm. the top of my head. I think right around there. Uh, he's a lot of money, um, and Cleveland's in a meh, whatever. Like things are going well, but we don't like need to force you know, a buyout with him anymore because he's viable alongside Evan Mobley and alongside Lowry Markin and alongside Jared Allen. Like it just works and he's yeah. been productive and he kind of likes it in Cleveland. So it was just, it's a very, very weird situation. Um... We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But yeah, I I think that at this point, the pendulum has swung from they can't deal him for anything to they won't deal him for anything. As weird as that is. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, Justin DM'd me a couple days ago, I think, and was basically like, I don't think the Cavs would have to give anything back for love for McCollum this time. <laughs> I was like, God damn. Yeah, but I mean, also just that in itself. Why, why would Cleveland want CJ McCollum? I mean, they wouldn't. But it was just that's that trade's been, you know, kicked around for so yeah. long. It's just, I think that was the the first like real trade that ever manifested. I wanted Middleton, and then there was the the Kevin Love one. Um, but I want to get back to shutting down Dame here real quick. The decision kind of being made for him. They're just gonna be bad enough. Like they're by the time Dame is ready to go, because they're gonna get done with this little stri- five game home stretch, and they're gonna reevaluate him before they go out on this six game road trip in thirteen days or whatever it is. This road trip from hell. Yeah. If he doesn't go on that, then what's the purpose of playing the rest of the season? Well, that's kind of what my my stance was yesterday when we talked about this on the, the pre. What are we waiting for here? Like him. You think, he, he, yeah, but like, he, but he's got to play. You know how his, you know how his head star. is, man. Yeah, you you got to pull it. him off the floor. So he's, it's got to, it's got to be like, it's got to be mm. so, you know, in his face. But map out the, be realistic and, and map this out. Like, you're not banking an all star team, bro. <laughs> like, you're about to miss, you might he miss still the next believes, 15 He games. believes he can play the next 20 games. And be so damn good because he believes in himself so much that the coaches are going to remind themselves, man, Dame's a real one. I, I okay, I get that, but it's just, it's just, it's. I, res- I respect it, and it's also, yeah, it's. You want to put like, your head re- through a wall, like Dame? Just, <laughs> just know what's good for you, dude. Like if he was on, he would probably be clowning us, but like you guys don't get it, man. Like yeah. you guys sound like guys who could never play on this level, and I get how that sounds, but yep. it's like we're also looking at the futuristic part of this. Not that Dame doesn't, but. Oh, I think Dame is 100% in the moment. Yeah, that's what I mean is he's here now. What can I do? How good can I be? I want to hoop. I get it. But I just, to your point, what what is the point? If you're not going on the road trip, if you don't play these next two games, like what is the point? What are you waiting for? And I think he's just, that's the eternal optimist in him. Like, you know what? Maybe the young guys will find a spark. Maybe, you know, maybe Greg Brown or Trenton Watford has, the you know, a, Big, I mean, it's like he's just hoping for anything. He's grasping for anything. Yeah. And I think I think that that's just kind of like part of his DNA. That's yeah, what no, no made doubt. him so it's good. How, that's how a three star. It's how a three star guy going to Weber yeah. State figures it out. Yeah. And when I sat down with with uh, Phil Beckner in the off season to, to talk to him about just everything in general as it pertains to Dame, one of the things that he kind of talked about was how he had not really worked with Dame yet, and then one time he just he kind of ran into each other in the hallway and he was like, you don't work hard enough to, to do what you need to do. And kind of how they got a like one of those meetings. And ever since then, Dame has just kind of been that dude. So, um, 
if you can keep it going for just a second, I got to go deal with a puppy who's very angry. So, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I got it. Um, I yeah, it's 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 such a rock and a hard place for me because I I know it. Like you know, one of Nate's or uh, uh, Dame's guys, Nate Jones, who we've mentioned before, and he had a thing about Russ, and it's like Russell Westbrook is not a perfect player, but like Russell Westbrook. And then here's the resume. It, you know, it's all NBA. It's all star team. It's it's league MVP. It's, you know, X percentage winning percentage in Oklahoma City all time. Like he's got all of these accolades and he's not a perfect player again, but he had that career by doing what he's doing. Right. And the same can be applied for Dame here. Like I'm wondering aloud why you're not shutting it down. Doesn't really look like it makes a lot of sense, especially if you sit out the next seven to eight games. So why why deny the deny uh, delay the inevitable? If you know you're going to do it, just do it. And I, it's probably tough for Portland because they probably want to say this to him or at least get him to agree to it. But he's your franchise guy; you got to let him uh, make that decision. So, I mean, I get it, but um, it's it's a, it's a frustrating aspect, I think, of what this season has been. It's like this maybe should have been talked about a month and a half, two months ago. And it was delayed. It was delayed because, oh, maybe they'll turn this around. But the couple of things that I keep going back to is how do you make a speech to start your season to the crowd? Bear with us. How do you get to this kind of level of basketball? Because they weren't good when CJ and Nurk were both COVID free and, and lung injury free. How do you see this? And you think this is the same as every other instance where you've not been great. And then it's turned around. I, I just, I don't know. I, I think this team has been, it's been evident that this team is different than all those other teams. They're just not that good. No, <laughs> that's the thing is, and what I think what's frustrating is much like just about everything we have seen in this business as it pertains to the Blazers and, and Neil Olshay, waiting too long to do things, not having the fortitude to do things. And it's not black and white, but there's plenty of things along the way that they missed so egregiously getting 2017 wrong, not tanking 2016, signing deals, you know, signing CJ's deal so big in a year early. Like, the timing of things is what has screwed so many things up. And if Joe and Bert and uh, Jody, they really need to, like, if they if they do care about this team, about this franchise, about the, about the basketball viability of this franchise, they will figure it the bleep out and go down that tank road. Mm -hmm. Kirk, they're not trading Dame right now, and they're not trading him for Ben Simmons. <laughs> Stop. Those things are never happening. It's just, it, it is what it is. Um, and this is something that has become a, a, a pretty common refrain. Dimitri says, I haven't missed games in years except for this season. I'm ready to move on. I've seen a lot of that this year. Um, a, a lot of diehards even who are just like, I'm just, I'm out, man. And that kind of goes back to the idea of shutting down Damian Lillard. It gives you something different. It gives you, again, that hope that you can sell with the young guys. And it's also why you cannot bring back CJ and Dame for season number nine. You can't do it. It is a non-starter. All of that, you're, um, you're muted. <laughs> there you go. Go on. 
No, I, I probably I was going to interrupt you, so I'm sorry. I'm, I'm glad I was muted, so I'll let you finish. No, no, but it's perfect. I was I, I was just getting to like that, that point of like they they can't do it. You can't sell that hope and then be like, ah, I got you. We brought them yeah. back. Like that just yeah. that, that that's that's not how this works. Well, if if we be, if we are to believe that that's the way Joe's going to view this, assuming he's going to remain the general manager, at least maybe that is what it is for now. But I think Danny, if that's what we're to believe that you can't do that. Is the market going to be different like between now and in the summer for CJ? I I don't know. I, it feels like if you wait too long, you're going to be selling pennies on the dollar. And it feels like they think now that if you do it now, you're selling nickels on a quarter or on a dollar. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't feel all that different to me of when you decide to make that move. As long as they don't go into next season with Damon CJ, I don't think the timing necessarily matters. I, I don't. The only difference between trading him at the deadline and, and trading him at the in the offseason is any leverage you did have is is gone. I don't think it exists even to begin with, but if any of it is gone because come draft time, if you haven't moved CJ by then, they know that you have to move him. Yeah. Exactly. And then you, you've you lost even more leverage. Like, it's just, so, I don't know. I don't know how much leverage there is to gain. Right. To be honest, I think he is kind of what he is. It's just kind of a... I don't know, man. It's it's frustrating. Um, this is another common question I'm getting a ton of. Uh, it's your boy, Ben. says, which of the top three top picks makes the most sense for Portland? Your top three right now, I think, is essentially... Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. Excuse me from uh, Auburn, uh, Paulo Bancaro from Duke, and Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. Number one is pretty firmly right now Jabari Smith. Yeah, Paulo is there. Depends on which one you prefer, the one with a little bit more physical prowess or somebody who has some genuine holy crap upside in Jabari. Uh, Chet is pretty firmly third, and it's not necessarily a shot at him. It's just. Offensive creation at six ten plus is a very rare commodity, and both those guys have it in spade. Uh, spades. Jabari Smith is one of the best big jump shooters we've seen since Kevin Durant. Maybe the best jump shooting big uh, we've seen since Kevin Durant. Uh, Paolo is kind of a Carmelo Anthony slash Julius Randle clone. Like he can get his shot from anywhere. Not necessarily the shooter that Jabari is, but again, they're both six foot ten. That's a, it's a rare commodity. Check yeah. seven if one moves pretty fluid. Not great um, as far as uh, elite athleticism, but he's also a hell of a rim protector. Offensively, he can you know take and make them, but you don't necessarily want him being a shot creator. And I think that's what the limitations of him are. But mm-hmm. I think he's pretty damn good. I think he's going to be a very good player in the NBA. Um, but when you're looking at offensive creation, those he's certainly lacking there. Beyond that, you start talking about a couple guards and a couple wings. It depends on who you like, like whether it's Baldwin Jr., whether uh, it's the kid from Arizona, um, whether it's uh, the kid from Purdue or uh, Ivy. Like it just it doesn't matter. Like it's it, but you've got some unicorn potential in the top three, and that's kind of where it's like, okay, things are. Good if you can maybe swing that in the top three. 
Uh, and Eric Fennell says, Brian Hennett winners just said the Hawks are open to trades. <coughs> yeah, we had uh, Andy Bunker on right before the game against the Hawks, and we kind of talked about this, how the Hawks have mimicked the Blazers, so to speak, building around Trey. Uh, I think they've done better with size than the Blazers did. Um, John Collins is very much uh, your LaMarcus-esque kind of guy, right, Brandon? I, he asks as he's coughing. Yes, yes, very. Um, so I think you can work with that. I think Capella's a, a solid uh, fit there at the five. It's figuring out the two and three. Like, is it is Red Velvet your sixth man? Is Cam Reddish going to be that guy at the three? Who are you going to slot in at the two? I think pretty much anything there um, as far as, like, a dude – that can make some things happen. Eli Hanna says, if CJ and a top four pick could get a guy, a capitalized guy, uh, like Cat, then it's worth holding on to CJ through the season. That's the calculus. So do you want to risk that and know that you have, you, you, you expired, your time has run out at that draft? And push it that far and, and hopefully somebody else shakes free. The same kind of calculus that, that uh, Daryl Morey is making with Ben Simmons. Well, I think Maury's, I mean, it's an abject disaster the way Maury's, I think, handled Ben Simmons. I don't, I don't think that's even debatable. But, it, you know, here, here's the thing. Minnesota is the one team I've kind of long wondered about. They're in the playing situation, which might be good enough for them to say, let's keep, let's try this for another year because Cat still has three years left on his contract. I could also see Cat saying this isn't good enough. Sure. Especially, especially if they don't win a playing game and they get bumped, they don't make the playoffs again. But again, a lot goes into Minnesota doing that, right? Like maybe CJ's an asset they'd want, or maybe they go Oklahoma City and they trade off all assets. They don't want, you know, all these fat mm-hmm. lingering contracts hanging around. I know you got to get to the cap and all that, but I don't know. Cat's nice, but the possibility of him not being available might hurt you if you wait too long on that. Sure. I would, I'll tell you what team, what team and guy I'd be interested in, not to say that it's CJ, but like if it, it required some other movement, I would kick around the idea of Cam Reddish. I, I kind of just feel I just like, don't think they have, they have what they want. No, probably they don't. But like, I think you're kind of in that situation. Like you are young, maybe kind of unproven, but has real good potential if he's playing in the right situation type players more so than. How do we get Sabonis and Hayward to Portland with Dame? Like that's that seems like a tall order. Yeah, for Joe Cronin. Um, Mateo Fernandez says, "Yeah, top three pick is a solution." Then asterisk Sam Bowie and Greg Oden memories come to my mind. Here's the thing, and I don't, I don't want to sound like a jerk here, but <clears throat> um, there's nobody on this roster that is going to get you the caliber level of talent in return that a top three lottery pick will get or could get. There's nothing on this roster outside Damian Lillard that outweighs the value of a top three pick. Not a bit. So even if you don't believe in it, even if you hate tanking and the idea of it offends your very sensibilities and you're down to your core and your very being, it doesn't matter. The best possible outcome for this team right now that is within their relative scope of control is sucking the rest of the season. Yeah. Flat out. And it is a situation that has occurred three different, excuse me, three different times in 
this time period with Damian Lillard. They fucked up one in 2017. 2016, they should have. And here we are at number three. Yeah. Where they, 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 they have to get it right. If they don't get it right, number one, not only are you screwing Damian Lillard's last couple years here, you're screwing the next generation. So they better get it right, and they better get their best their best shot at the apple. Like the, the best bite has got to be the closer you get to the top. That's how this all works. Well, and if you can get to the top, it's yeah. I mean, that's a tall order. You're four games right now back of of Houston in terms of being the worst team in the West. You're never going to catch uh, Detroit in Orlando. But the beauty is the Portland is the worst road team in the NBA, which they got, is... And they have 26 road games to go, baby. They have 26 more games. At this rate, they'll win none of those. That's good news, <laughs> especially if Dame's not playing. But here's the other part. I think it's an optimistic view to look at a pick. If you can be in a position to be top three, which would be kick-ass, view it in an optimistic light. Like, let's look around the league a little bit. We've got some real young players that are making big impacts Right away, the league is made for these dudes that are freaks to come in and be impactful. Brandon, I just ran Tankathon's lottery one time. Yeah, and with a nine, uh, seven and a half percent because they, you know, they've got less games played than Indiana right now. Um, one time, they got a top three pick. They got third. It'd be huge. Like it's just not. It's not a one in ten chance of getting a top three pick is not a bad thing. Otherwise, you're pick five, six, seven. Which is still going to be viewed as a positive for some teams. And don't get it twisted. Being able to package up C.J. McCollum with that pick. That's a good deal. You can figure something out. Yeah. So maybe that's where out. Minnesota I, I, goes. I have right? to figure out how to go kill a puppy again. Give me one second. Don't, hey, don't kill the dog. The dog loves you. Just oh, remember I know. She, she's just a lunatic, so I might have to no. end up holding her. I, 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 think we're, I think we're all like kind of after the same thing here, right? I think what's tough is... As me and Danny talk this out, as we see what you guys are saying in the comment section, like the path is just difficult. I just, I don't even know. I think this is generally going to be one of the hardest builds in the NBA is what Joe Cronin is facing this offseason. And if you get a great, great draft pick, then cool. If you, if you need to package a top six draft pick, which is entirely possible, that's where they end up. If you can throw that with a CJ, you just have to kind of look at the scope of where the league is and what teams are selling assets and looking to maybe bring one in for contract filler and say we have a good pick and what teams are just desperate. And I, I think it's it's a really tough thing to answer right now because there's so much uncertainty uh, in both the, the East and the West. This is how it's done. Whether you, you will like it or not, it's just... You can only you can only restock, retool so many ways around the edges. You need an infusion of talent. And and Alexi kind of got, took this where I was going to go next. He says, I don't even think Cat and Dame wins a chip, so I think you have to aim for a top three pick and hope it turns into an all-star level guy quick. I'm, I'm kind of in that mode, but I'm also in just give Dame a chance. Like, I'm not asking to pair him with Le- LeBron James and Giannis. Like I just, but just give him the guy has not had an all-star caliber teammate since Lamarcus. Yes. Like just give the guy a legit bleeping chance. Let us see it one time, and then we can make our grand. If it's a second round team, whatever. It'll be a second round team. And you go. That was. I mean, that was a good team. 
We've, lo- I mean, come on, don't, don't undersell lo- that. We've loved we've lesser loved teams. That. Yes, we have loved that. Oh, no, you run it back, but they lost the first round. It doesn't matter. One more year, they'll figure this out. Second round. Oh, my God, this team, run it back. First round loss again. Well, let's do it one more time. Like, we have kicked that idea around without an all-star, and and ultimately that might be right, that Cat and Dame are not the title winning. But, like, you talk to people on the league, Cat is one of those players to them. They legitimately believe Cat is like an AD where if he gets out of the wrong situation and goes to the right one, he'll shine a little more. And we know how good Dame is. Maybe it would be an amazing pick-and-roll situation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it tops out at two rounds and you find yourself in two years trading Damian Lillard. I don't know, but, like, I'm At least give me the you. chance to see it. Yes. At least give me the chance to see it. Yeah. Eric uh, also says, says, so Sabas, the only all-star available? We'll see. Well, Hayward's technically an all-star, right? Yeah, he, I mean, he's had an all-star appearance. Like, there's plenty of guys that had, had all-star appearances. I think they can get it. Um, Jason says, uh, what about Nikola Jovic from Serbia? Uh, I have watched exactly three minutes of him, so I can't tell you anything yet. The, the, I'm, I'm watching the top three guys a ton, and then I'll start working my way through, you know, four through ten, um, which he figures to maybe be in there or the early teens, so um, it's kind of one of those situations, but... Um, let's pivot away from the grand scheme things and, and go a little closer. Um, because, uh, a, a guy had a really horrible December of having a really good January. Anthony Simons. Uh, yeah. I, I love last two game stats when it's like this last two games, Brandon is averaging 35 and a half points and seven assists <laughs> on 58, 54, 100 shooting splits. Hey, how about that? Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've talked about a lot was as I kind of talk about Anthony, um, just in talking to him over the years, the roadblocks mentally and just kind of, I don't want to say emotionally because that's kind of a weird spot, but just the idea of where he fits into things when it's, People say, well, in January or in December, CJ was out and, and Ant didn't look very good. Da, 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 da. I'd argue that, that Dane being inserted and then back out and then Norm being inserted and then Ant back out and then Nas being inserted, like that kind of inconsistency in what his role was supposed to be and what he was being asked to do, it screws with him. And I'll, I'll just kind of highlight this in... When they first brought Carmelo Anthony on to the Blazers in 2019, when that season went sideways and everybody got hurt, go look at the first 13 games of the season in Ant's production. His shooting, his, and then look at what happened the day after Carmelo Anthony got on the team. Just fast forward. His role as just like a bucket getter disappeared because those possessions all went to Carmelo Anthony. And this isn't my shit on Carmelo Anthony segment. I do enough of that already. <laughs> but when given a consistent role, where his job is go get buckets. What has he done, Brandon? Largely gotten buckets. Okay. So this this doesn't surprise me. Now, 43 points surprises me. Getting 18 points in a quarter and then 20 points in the quarter, what is the thing that I said over and over and over and over coming into this season, Brandon? He's you one s- of like 10 guys who can get you 20 in a quarter. 
How many guys legitimately do you think are out there in the NBA that can, like, no BS get you 20 and a quarter? And not, like, on a fluke, but I mean, like, you can see it. You're like, oh, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. He's pure buckets. Um, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. I mean, it, there's about, there's probably twenty. I'm going down every team, and I'm like, LeBron, yes, Jokic, yes, Ja, mm-hmm. yes, Donovan, yes, Devin, yes, Steph, obviously, Clay, maybe, but I can't count him. Trey, Jalen, uh, Jason, Bas- basically the top flight you know, all stars. Top, you're talking about the top end. These are all all star caliber type players that you're talking about. He's so, one of 20 type players in the entire association at doing the most getting, important thing getting buckets. Do I expect Ant to shoot like this and to be this hot? No, of course not. Do I expect him to be a 45, 40, 85 shooter? Yeah, I do. I do on volume which will get him 20 million plus this off season. He's going to, which is that what Portland should do? Yes. Yes. If they can, because a guy who can get you that, that much offensively is worth more than that. And if they can retain the asset from a purely like financial slash books version. And this is always my argument for trading season McCollum. If you can get 75% of C.J. McCollum's production at a third the cost, it's worth it. It's worth it. it. Yeah, it absolutely is. So, um, Luke Johnson asks, what is Ant's ceiling? What do you see it as? I, You know, I, I think Ant's ceiling, it dep- well, I guess it depends on the team. If we're talking about Portland in the Dame era, you know, I, I think Ant is one of the top six-man Jordan Clarkson-like players. I think if you're to keep him, sign him, and say we value what he is and we need him on this team, I think you immediately make him the sixth man and you hope he becomes Jordan Clarkson. Which, by the way, I know Clarkson wasn't always this, but... We're talking about current Jordan Clarkson, not, not yes. the... Not the Laker, Cleveland... Not the shit Jordan show Clarkson. version of Jordan Clarkson. No, the guy who was like, fuck it, grow my hair out and I'm getting buckets. Yeah. Like, that version, I think he is capable of doing that, being a sixth man of the year type player. Hell, Tyler Harrow. It'd be awesome if he was Tyler Hero. Like, if you get, I am very confident that if you gave Anthony Simons a clear, uh, you are a bucket getter, go get buckets roll in 32 minutes a night. Yeah. He would average 20 points a game. Well, I mean, imagine what that does for your bench, assuming he's your sixth man. Yes. Right? That's just like, holy shit, our bench situation's almost figured out. If a dude can get 18 to 23 by himself, you just you got to find a couple more points, and your bench is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody in here says uh, Clarkson makes thirteen million, not twenty. Clarkson's thirty years old. Yeah. It's twenty-two. You're you're paying to keep him because I mean, or to trade him, or to trade him. Yeah, because that's still going to be an, an easy asset for teams to take on. Mm-hmm. Because there's that uh, Family Guy uh, mystery box element. Still, he's twenty-two years old. But what if it's a boat? You know, <laughs> there's, there's the whole idea of like, there's a little box this big, but what if it's a boat? Yeah. And then the, on the other side of the room, there's an actual boat. Yeah. That's not quite the same. Cause you don't get the actual boat here. I mean, but you're looking Gary, at 
Like, yeah. what if he, like, he's good, but what if he's great? Gary Trink at 18. Like, mm-hmm. if you're 22 years old and you have talent, particularly shot making talent, you are going to get paid. That is how this works, especially at 22 years old, because there's six, seven years worth of potential in you still. You know what team would probably love to pay Anthony Simons? The New York Knicks. Oh, They'd God. probably be like, oh my God, come get buckets at MSG, please. Okay, see? Okay, well, maybe. Or they'll try to get him and then trade him for more first-round yeah, picks. more first-round picks. Um, Rabit Shan says, Norm has to be a much more attractive asset than CJ at this point. It depends on who you're talking to. Contractually, I don't know if I disagree with that at all. Here's the catch. CJ's two more years. Ant has, or excuse me, see Ant. Norm has four more years. Yeah. Take, getting another team to willfully take on four years is very uncommon outside of a sign and trade. And I, I think Norm's game is going to age fine. Right. Like, I'm not worried about that at all. But just the idea of like, well, four years, that's a, that's a lot of time. It'll be 32, 33. Mm-hmm. Maybe an injury here or there. Maybe we're in a different place. I don't know, man. Like anything really outside a three or four year window for a franchise is all is kind of like one or two. You're like, oh yeah, we can operate within that window. Three, you get a little dicey. Four years, you're like, I may be in Italy then. You know what I mean? Like I may be fired. So it's kind of a it's a weird thing to commit to. So I think that's the hesitation. You think the Wizards keep falling the way that they have after that great start? They've Deal. been hammered by injuries and COVID. I think they I, actually I had it. the worst. But what if them in Miami? What if they fall out of it though? I'm just saying, like, do you think Beal finally gets to that point, or do you think he's got a lot of dame in him where he's just like, I no, think he has a lot of dame in him. Yeah, I, I think he genuinely, especially after like watching like Dirk's retirement or Jersey retirement last night, like that has to reinforce it for those guys. Like, man, those like Dirk runs that city. Like he's just. Even if even with the Cowboys as big as they are, you say Dirk and Dallas. Iconic. It's iconic. Like Washington doesn't have iconic sports players across really anything outside of Ovechkin. I was gonna say you better watch your mouth, Alexander Ovechkin. I'm an OV guy. John Riggins. What? A modern sports star franchise guy. It's Ovechkin and nobody else. Yeah. Beal could be a god there. Well, you could argue he already is. I mean, I mean, eh, I mean, Washington's such a like Atlanta, like it's such a you know a transition town. It's just, but that this might be as good as it gets for them. Yeah, that's the other be. part of that that we don't talk and, about. He, here's the thing: in in that weird vein, does Washington spare parts all of a sudden look interesting to Portland? KCP, Kuzma, Dinwiddie. Uh, Rui, uh, Avdia, I'm trying to think, Daniel Gafford. Like, if they were just like, oh, I'll blow this up, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but that's the kind of thing. Is like, it's a weird position for 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 a lot of teams right now. Uh, somebody just asked, could an Ant twenty million dollar contract end up like the ET signing? No. I mean. No, because Ant would know his role here, and he can he can shoot. So not just not this the I can shoot thing. It's the um, he's kind of shown what he can do offensively, and he's going to have competing offers. That's the thing. Like 
Well, Evan, yeah, Evan wasn't, was, Evan wasn't getting competing offers. The story goes, Evan Turner and his agent <laughs> found out Neil offered him what they offered him. And they both said, wait, is this not a joke? And his agent was like, no, this is real. And he's like, sign that shit right now. Yeah. Because they weren't getting that money anywhere else. Yeah. Evan called Danny Ainge and said, hey, I want to give you the opportunity to match this. And Danny <laughs> laughed and told him to sign it. Yeah. Shout out, so. Neil. Neil the God. <sighs> what do you think about trading CJ and Nurk to the Kings for Fox and Bagley? Mm. I like Fox, but I mean, it just not, doesn't do anything for Portland. Yeah, I don't want Fox with Dame. Yeah, it doesn't really. It's kind of exacerbating the issue with more athleticism and less shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about that. Cooper Ching says Max Scherzer for Washington for the Nats. Uh, you know, Ryan Zimmerman just retired for them. He was their longtime third yeah. baseman. Scherzer's probably in it. I don't know about like we're talking God status though. Yeah, you know? I don't think he's that. Scherzer's been around too much. Like Ovi can go in anywhere and flash his two yes. screen and get whatever he wants. Yeah. Then again, he also looks like a giant scary Russian. But I think I think you've got Chase Young, Alexander Ovechkin, Bradley Beal. And maybe Steven Strasburg for some people because he's still there. And because they were, the hype around him was so strong. He's so strong. It's such a long career. They won a World Series finally. Like I think those are your big four in the D.C. sports scene, I would yeah. guess. You know. That sounds about right. Yeah. Um, I do want to take a little opportunity here to talk about another guy. Um, wow, I screwed that up. <laughs> I spelled the T-E-H. That's what I get for trying to babysit the dog and do graphics at the same time. Um, Norman Powell also um, looking really good in his role, Brandon. Yeah. Playing a straight two guard. Um, it's weird how being in that position, all of a sudden he's shooting the ball better, uh, getting more rebounds and shooting more efficiently. I'm just all in all looking more comfortable. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> do you concur? <laughs> I concur. I concur. Um, but I wanted to give Norm a little bit of shine just because it was like, that's interesting. That's weird. When you put a guy in his role, he does better. I mean, he was, we knew he was in the wrong spot, right? Like we knew that this was, he should not have been one of three guards in a starting lineup. It was unfair to him, but he got the bag and what's he supposed to do? Not sign a $90 million contract. Like, and he put himself in a spot where he probably knew CJ was close to being done here. And if it wasn't CJ, it didn't matter if it was him because he still got the bag. Yeah. And it's just, I, I, everybody keeps talking about uh, value between CJ and, and Norm. And I, I, we talked a lot about the CJ part of this, but the Norm side of this is he has to fit the right team. You know where he'd look great right now? Los Angeles. You know who has nothing to offer up for him? Los Angeles. <laughs> it's just, Kind of, I mean, and I say Los Angeles, and it's specifically to not highlight the Lakers or Clippers because it's both teams. Yeah. Um, somebody else I just saw in the, in the chat. Uh, Owen says Buddy Heel will be great as a Blazer. He's kind of like CJ McCollum with less, you know, shot creation. Right. He's going to be waiting for Dame to feed him. Yeah. He he can't take it off the bounce, uh, and he's a poor defender. One of the best three point shooters of all time. Don't get it twisted. I think he's mm-hmm. like ninth right now in percentage. He uh, he's going to be a top ten makes guy i think soon too or if he yeah. if he hasn't already i think actually he has um ian Fowler asked uh, not that they will but when they could when can they trade norm uh in a week 
December fifteenth or January fifteenth, because he's an extension guy or yeah. a, a new a new free agent under Bird rights. And when he signed, uh, it put it out to January fifteenth because I think it's ninety days from. Yeah, Sunday, it's, it's so. January fifteenth. I just heard that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, December fifteenth for all the regular guys and Norm uh, January fifteenth because I think it was a uh, Bird rights with the, with the returning team. I think that pushes it out a little bit further. Um. I guess we'll talk about something here real quick before we wrap up and get you out of here. Um, it hasn't been made official um, through public channels, uh, but it was sent out via email, and there's been more and more people talking about it. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers uh, no longer have Jim Taylor uh, as part of uh, their organization. For those that don't know, Jim has been in charge of PR for God forever. Uh, longer 24, than I, 24 years, I think, is their 20, 22 or 24 I can never remember what it was, but a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what happened. It's very strange to see somebody with this much tenure uh, not being a part of this team in the middle of the season. Uh, it's another weird thing that happens or that has happened on this team in a year full of weird things. It's uh, par for the course, I think, for the organization. That dude was there for 24 years. I think, uh, you know, people like you and I knew JT. Mm-hmm. Um, some people knew him even better. Very, very odd. I saw that out, and I, I saw, I think it was Gunnarsson that was the first one that I saw, and I'm like, what? Resign? Why would you resign right now? We don't know the full scope. Let's be fair here. Maybe it's not the team's fault. Maybe this is straight up him saying, I'm done. I'm done. I'm just This could done. be Chris McGowan saying, I'm done. I mean, it really might be, right? Like, the season sucks. <laughs> The fan interest is kind of waning. Like it's, it's probably not very fun right now. And maybe he just, I've done this for 24 years. I got enough bread. I'm good. I'm going to walk away. Didn't want to go on this next road trip. Like it might be as simple as him saying I'm done. Or there's something behind the scenes that we don't know. And we may hear about from friends in the inner circle or whatever, but um, I'm leaning, I'm leaning towards that column. It might be, but 24 years, a very long time. So it just seems odd to, fire somebody unless something happened. And if it comes out, then we'll know, but me may just be him saying, I'm tired of going on these trips. I'm tired of dealing with this. I am not going on that six game road trip. I am out. <laughs> I'm that out. would be the, the best funniest part of this. Cause otherwise it gets a little bit weird. Uh, speaking yeah. a little bit weird. That's us. We thank you all. We appreciate you. Uh, Brandon's got to go be a basketball coach. I'm coaching fourth grade girls. He loves it. Loves it, yeah. loves it, loves it. Um, so we're going to get out of here on that. Uh, thank you all very much. We appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Wherever you get podcasts, help us grow the channel. Help us grow the show. If you're watching here on YouTube Live or on the replay, subscribe. Help us grow. Help us grow. Share us with your friends, your family, word of mouth, all of those things. If you want, if you, like, if you want to take up an email campaign for us, I'll, I mean, I won't say no to that. Uh, we will have the uh, pre- and post-game show tomorrow for, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. They're missing a ton of guys, but Evan Mobley is playing, so I don't care. So give me more Mobley. Um, unfortunately I can't get Justin for the show, but we will still have the live watch party. I'm still trying to get possibly possibly. I know a lot of people in Cleveland, so I'm trying to get somebody. Um, but of course they will, a lot of them will be traveling with the team and it'll be hard to get them. So (laughs) the the home games are harder to get the road guys for because they're traveling, but, uh, we will catch you guys tomorrow. Uh, pregame at five 30 postgame. Uh, as soon as we can fall on the horn, uh, for, Brandon, I'm Danny, uh, at Jack Ramsey's, at Danny Mering, at Brandon Sprague. We'll catch you all later. Uh, love you all. Goodbye. Say bye, Dallas. Bye. <laughs> no, you've been a very good puppy. I'm so sorry.
All right, guys, we'll catch you all later. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.